This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your very sweaty guide and host through the show. If you're listening, you won't know how sweaty I am, so you should thank yourself for not having to see how sweaty I am. If you're watching me, I apologize. I just came from the gym, uh, so sorry about that. Not super professional, but today is a professional uh, episode here with our monthly series called Closing Time with Chris Linsell from The Close. Chris is very much... uh, He's a much bigger and better professional than I am. Uh, this is a partnership between Keeping It Real and TheClose.com, but let me tell you about The Close. TheClose.com is a kind of real estate website designed to give agents, teams, and brokerages actionable strategic insight from industry professionals. And they cover real estate marketing, lead generation, technology, and team building strategies from the perspective of working agents and brokers who want to take their business to the next level. Please visit TheClose.com. That's T-H-E-C-L-O-S-E e.com and read their articles. Also subscribe to their newsletter. You can get notified every time they publish a story and their stories are incredible. They're not the simple short blog posts you're used to seeing about five ways to improve your marketing uh, for 2021. They go into detail. They're long form articles with actionable strategies. It's the, in our opinion, the very best website for agents looking to grow their business. So again, theclose.com. And with us as always is Chris Linsell. He is a staff writer and real estate coach for The Close. Uh, Chris is The Close's resident expert on real estate topics ranging from marketing, lead generation, transactional best practices, and everything in between. He's a licensed agent in the state of Michigan, and Chris has been part of hundreds of transactions from modest, modest rural, uh, sorry, rural starter homes to massive waterside compounds. When he isn't writing, you'll find Chris fly fishing or performing on the stage of his community theater's production. And um, Chris, welcome once again to Keeping It Real. We're excited to see you again. DJ, thanks for having me. I, I got to tell you, you are not that sweaty. I mean, I may be a little sweaty. I mean, it just well, shows that you're passionate about if, if, what you're if I'm doing. Da- if I start, da- I'm dabbing right now. So if you, uh, uh, I, I, I'm, what do they say? What, what women say? They don't sweat. They glow. I'm glowing. Yeah, you're, um. you're, you're glowing, baby. I mean, you're just excited to talk about real estate, which I, I can't blame you. I'm excited. Well, I'm definitely so. excited to, to talk talk to you because um, Chris is always is is one of our my favorite people to have on the show because. He is one of the most well-informed industry experts, um, and that's one of the reasons why he's here. Um, but he always has great insight into what's going on. Um, so, what are, what do you want to now that now that I've set you up to create some great content? Um, what what are we going to talk about today? Well, you know, I've I've got a couple of things I'd love to chat about, uh, but you know, I guess I just want to first start off by telling people if you're not paying attention, guys, it's March. Hello. I mean, I'm not sure exactly when this episode is gonna is gonna hit the airwaves here, but if you're watching live right now, you know it's it's beginning of March. The year is almost 25% over. 
Like, isn't that incredible? How you doing on your goals? How you doing on on the on the things that you said you're gonna do better uh, this year? I was telling DJ before we got started. I was telling you, I'm just booked a couple of new coaching clients that I'm really excited to get started uh, working on with. And and one of them said to me in my first consult with them, they said, I really am not where I want to be. And I just set these goals for myself. I can't be this. I can't be behind already. And the mm-hmm. good news is you got tons of time to catch up. You got, you got tons of time to make it to where you want to be, but you got to get started right away. So if you're listening to this, you know, this is separate from what we're talking about today. Other than guys, there's time. Get after your goals. You know, they're not running away from you. DJ, look at him. He caught his goals. That's why he's so sweaty right now. <laughs> so, uh, and we should also, by the way, um, uh, thank yeah, thanks. I the reason I'm I am late is one of my goals. Well, not late, but just sweaty. Uh, well, and a little bit late um, was because I wanted to get in shape for the first time. And it really, I mean, I guess maybe a few other times in my life I would consider that I've been in shape, but I hadn't really created a structure that was going to produce a, a a really predictable result. And I wanted to see what I would actually look like if I ex- exercise on a regular basis um, with a high level of intensity. And I I was the guy. I mean, I'm the guy that would never choose to go to the gym ever. Huh. You know, I, I play tennis. I, I do a few other things like that, but I would never on my own just go, you know, I think I'm going to go to the gym and work out. I know there are people that do that are like that. I am not one of those people. And so I had to really structure this. And so it, it for me, it's during the day. So yeah. I actually get it done because it's on the calendar. Um, but, but before we, we get into that, I do want to mention, because you meant you talked about coaching and, you know, I, I don't know if you're uh, open to getting more clients as well for, on the coaching side, but if so, could we give a little plug to your coaching business? Yeah, absolutely. You can check me out. Website's really easy to remember. It's just chrislincell.com, C-H-R-I-S-L-I-N-S-E-L-L.com, chrislincell.com. Go check it out. Um, You know, here's here's what I do. I work with real estate agents. I actually work with a couple of non-real estate clients as well. My goal is to help you reach your goals. And I am. I have a lot of uh, expertise and experience in the real estate industry and in orbiting industries like um, inspection, appraisal, uh, even when it comes to marketing things like finance. I don't have specific finance experience, but you know, talk to all those different folks. And my goal is to help you understand where your goals are and what strategies you can use to get to them. So um, I'm definitely accepting new clients right now. Uh, you know, sometimes. Sometimes coaching lasts one hour. Sometimes it's a single consultation. You say, hey, I just need some advice on X, Y, and Z. Let's sit down and talk about it. I love having those conversations. Sometimes these are you know, ongoing relationships with people. I, we meet and we talk uh, once a week or, or you know, we're emailing a couple of times a week. I love that sort of thing too. My goal in, in my career and in this business is to help other agents find the success that they want. My personal brand, I'll just share this with you and you, you, you guys can do what you want with this. My personal brand, my personal mission statement is that people should be in charge of their own success. You, should, you as a real estate professional should be in charge of your own success. Uh, that's the why. That's why I do what I do. And the way that you get there, the way that you get a hold of that, that success is through tools, training, and opportunity. And if I can provide one or two or three of those things, then we got a good we got a good match. So come find me, crystalincell.com. Be happy to happy to help in any way I can. And sometimes too, it's a lot about accountability. And yeah. 
you know, I, I know, I mean, I'm, I'm going back to the workout example. I would not go on my own. I pay a fortune to the gym that I, that I, but I've been paying that monthly fee for years and years. And finally last year I said, you know, the only way I'm going to, I had to have a, a hard look in the mirror and say, I think the only way I'm going to get to the gym is if I hire a personal trainer, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't want to do because it's quite costly as anyone who's, who's explored that uh, knows. But I thought, you know, but if it gets me to the gym, yeah, it stinks to have to write that check, but, but maybe I'll get the results I want. And yeah. here it is coming up on a year, uh, I guess I'm nine months in and I just, my, my physical body looks completely different and, mm. and it, I'm, I'm really, uh, it's, it's almost kind of shocking and it, and it sucks every time I walk in there cause it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, but it's probably the, be- some of the best money I, I, I spend, um, because it, it actually, gives me that accountability. Um, and I know coaching, a lot of it is, is, Hey, you know, um, not necessarily always telling somebody what they don't already know, but helping them get it done. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, that actually kind of leads into what I wanted to chat with you about today, which is, you know, I, I have conversations with real estate agents all the time about how hard they are working and that they're not seeing the results that they that they think that they deserve that they that they should get that they're they're you know that their time should be yielding more mm-hmm. and one of the things i always ask them uh when we have these conversations is tell me about not just how you're spending your time but tell me about how your time is distributed are you setting for yourself a schedule are you Um, setting aside time for the tasks that matter and are you accomplishing those tasks during those times or are you just kind of grabbing stuff off the wall and just kind of jamming it in the hopper and and you know maybe you'll work until two in the afternoon maybe you'll work until two in the morning who knows tell me about your workflow and most often the agents who are struggling with success are the ones who have no workflow they yeah. don't, they have no idea. If I told, if I asked them, where are you going to be on Wednesdays at 3 PM? They have no idea. Like I might be in the office. I might be with a client. I might be at the movies, probably not at the movies right now, but uh, <laughs> I might be taking time for myself. I might, sure. you know, who knows where I'll be. Maybe I'll be asleep in my bed at this point because I was up until five o'clock in the morning working on stuff. Right. Those are agents who are struggling. And so if you're listening to this or you're watching this and you cannot honestly answer the question, where are you going to be on Wednesday at three o'clock? There's a systemic issue here. And the most successful real estate agents, they can answer this because they have set aside time, regular time for the tasks that move their business forward. And that's what I'm encouraging folks to do in coaching and just in general right now, like let's do some evaluation. What are the tasks that move your business forward? How are you prioritizing those tasks? What kind of time are you setting aside for them? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I've, I've, you know, it's, it's a lot of agents who, who are struggling or, or who really want to get to the next level and, and haven't quite found their way to that end goal uh, yet might be might be thinking, well, if I just had more leads, that would get me there. And and of course, we'd all like to have more leads. But I don't know that leads are the number one reason why people exit the business. It's the most obvious reason why why somebody might leave the industry because they don't have enough leads, they don't generate enough business, and they don't generate enough income. And of course, they go do something else. However, I wonder if the real issue is they don't have the structure in place because this is a job that really 
at, at most firms are, are not going to create that structure for you. Yeah. And I think the hardest part of this job isn't even lead generation. It's, it, it's structure, or at least for a lot of agents, it's probably structure. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you on that. And here's, here's a good example of this. Like I'm right now I'm working on, um, on uh, writing a, a boot camp all about creating marketing calendars. And one of the, um, one of the principles in this marketing calendar uh, boot camp is establishing consistency in terms of your rollout of certain marketing uh, pieces. Let's use postcards as an example. If you send one postcard just once, the effectiveness of that postcard is very small, right? Like the, the people who are responding to a single touch point from you, especially if these people don't already know you, I mean, you could send out thousands of postcards. You really genuinely might not get any response. You're, 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 sending, you're, in fact, it'd be more unlikely to get a response than likely. That's a hundred. If you just do one, if you just exactly do one. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So your effectiveness is near zero. So what does that tell us? Well, we know that that direct mail marketing does still work. It is still an effective means. Um, market to markets, it's different, but we know that it can still yield business. And so if we know that one touch point isn't going to do it, we know that multiple touch points is, is the natural next step. But I can tell you, your effectiveness is going to remain near zero if your multiple touch points don't have a sense of kind of cadence and rhythm to them. Yeah. Because even if people are throwing your postcards away the first three times they get them, if they're getting them at the same time, let's just say in the month, they start to real, they start to see that postcard faster. It will make it onto the fridge quicker if you're, they're getting it on a, in a regular rhythm. So just using this as an example to talk about the end of the equation here, but the start of this equation is if you're not setting aside the right time that you need in order to produce these postcards to get them in the mail. Um, you know, if you're doing these yourself or if you're hiring a service for it, if you're not setting aside the right resources, meaning your time in -hmm. order to execute this, the effectiveness of the strategy is going to remain near zero. And so what happens here? Real estate agents, they don't prioritize the time. They don't set the schedule up correctly. The strategy doesn't work the way they want. They're not getting the results they feel like they deserve. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, this is a worthless strategy or maybe real estate isn't for me. Whereas it's just a matter of time management. We just haven't set aside the right time in the first, the first part of the equation here. So of course the second half isn't gonna execute itself. So how, how do we structure our day? That's a good question. Um, how do we think about what tasks should I be focused on? What mm-hmm. should I schedule? What should I not schedule? Um, you know, just to give some, some pointers to our listeners. Well, there's two things I would say. The first is um, every real estate agent's business is different. So I'm going to give you some pointers on this, but take this information and put it through the lens of your market, of your clients, of your prospects. The second thing I'm going to say here is um, this is a lot of the pointers, the, a lot of the priorities I'm going to give you here are not the fun like Bravo TV priorities here. So uh, if you're expecting the, to come out of this, like putting on sunglasses and just heading out into to get into your convertible, 
you're going to be disappointed. So just <laughs> forewarning. The first thing I'm going to say is the number one source of missed leads in the real estate business is your sphere of influence and your, your past clientele, the people who know, like, and trust you. So as an agent, as a full-time agent, my first priority and something I suggest to a lot of people, people set aside, <laughs> set aside an hour every day to be paying attention to your sphere of influence, to the people who you have influence over, whether this is phone calls to them, text messages to them, emails to them, planning automated marketing to these people. You should be spending an hour a day talking, uh, communicating or planning communication to your sphere in a pursuit of maintaining those relationships and generating new ones. I we, suggest we to should... agents... You make yeah, we, we should literally the first hour of your day. If you start your day at eight o'clock in the morning, this should be eight to nine. Don't do anything I, else. Don't let other distractions come in. This is the time for this. It's got to be an hour a day. Five hours a week is what it takes to maintain this successfully in my experience. I, I'm sorry. I was, I was going to jump in earlier and I apologize. I got excited because I was thinking about a time where... Uh, I was um, I, I was moderating a panel of top producers at, at a local association event in Chicago here, and somebody raised their hand and said, um, "You know, one of my I, I one of my best friends uh, I, I just went with another realtor. What did I do wrong?" Now, hmm. of course, we none, nobody on the panel had enough information to be able to share. You know, here's here's what you didn't do, or here's what you did too much of, um, but. Uh, I think what Chris just said re really solves a lot of the, those problems. And of course, are you going to get everyone in your sphere of influence every time they need a real estate transaction? No, of course not. Maybe, maybe their cousin becomes a realtor or their mm -hmm. sister or brother, or you know, maybe somebody else close to them that they'd give business to. So you're not going to get everything. But the question we asked back to this, uh, this woman, and it wasn't to embarrass her because this happens to everybody. Every realtor goes through this. Um, and we said, well, how often were you communicating with this client? And because she asked this client, why, why did you not use me? Just out of curiosity. And the client said, well, I just assumed you were too busy mm -hmm. to, 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 to take, take me on. I didn't think. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that was a really interesting answer. So I think Chris is absolutely right. If you can spend an hour a day and that's five hours a week, that's what, 20 hours a month. Uh, that is in, in, that is probably the best hour of the day you will spend for lead generation because you're going to be, you know, contacting your sphere of influence. Now, if you're wondering, well, what should I be talking about in these texts, these emails, these phone calls? Well, there's a million things you could talk yeah. real estate stuff, or you could talk non-real estate stuff and just check in and see how they're doing and, 100%. and, and, or comment on a post on Instagram that they, you know, went to dinner and, mm -hmm. you know, now that we're back in restaurants, some of us, you know, maybe things like that, or maybe someone went on a vacation or maybe their children are back in school finally or mm -hmm. they just got vaccinated or whatever yeah. uh just reaching out and saying hey i noticed that you're doing this or hey by the way have you thought about x y or z there's mm -hmm. i mean it doesn't have to be a sales pitch um yeah. and in fact chris would probably say don't make a sales pitch yeah. but just do anything you can so that people don't forget what you do yeah and you know dj in the same way that you hired a personal trainer here guys get get consistent, commit to this. And if it's hard for you, good. It's it's supposed to be hard at first until you get used to it. There are some tools that you can use so that it is not so hard. You can go to the close. This is totally free stuff. You don't have to pay for this with the close. The close has, I, I want to say, I mean, I don't have it up in front of me, but I want to say we've got a dozen articles 
that have email templates, text yes. message templates, phone scripts. I mean, there's literally a hundred conversations uh, on the close. If you just just scroll through, go into the search bar, type scripts, type templates. Um, you're going to find all sorts of stuff. Now, most of those are going to be geared towards real estate, um, but those are great. Those are great places to start. Like DJ hired a trainer. You guys get some resources. If this isn't easy for you, get a resource that's going to help keep you in the groove here because this is this is a must. You know, most of the agents that I talk to that, that say, you know, this is my last year in real estate if I don't cut it. I would say nine times out of 10, those real estate agents. Oh, that's me. Sorry about that. You're, you're popular guy. I, I guess so. Nine times out of 10, the agents who say this is my last year in real estate, those agents um, have not closed a single deal from the deal from their sphere in the last year. Right. So don't let that be you. Yeah. The second, and, the, the second priority ahead. that I was going to mention to you guys too, behind managing your sphere is uh, managing your systems. And here's what I mean by that. You don't have to spend an hour a day doing this. In fact, that would be, I think, a little soul crushing for a lot of people. But you need to spend daily time thinking about how your real estate systems are working. And here's a good mm -hmm. example of this. If you are not checking the insights on your Instagram, you don't know how people are responding to the stuff that you're posting. Right. You don't need to spend an hour a day on this. You could spend literally five minutes a day on this. You could say, Monday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at my Instagram insights. Tuesday, I'm going to look at my Facebook insights. Wednesday, I'm going to look at my website traffic. Thursday, I'm going to look at my email marketing performance. Friday, I'm going to look at whatever. I mean, fill in the blank here. But spend five minutes a day thinking about how your systems work because these are these are the gears inside the engine that are turning you closer and closer uh, to a commission. If you don't open up the engine compartment every once in a while, take a peek, make sure everything is fitting together there, of course you're going to break down. Of course you're going to be delayed getting uh, to where you want to go. Pay attention to that stuff. And I guarantee you, you will feel more empowered to be successful because you know how the engine works. Don't be afraid of that stuff. Get into it. This is your business. You got to take control of that stuff with some daily attention. Yeah, that's really smart. I mean, when I started, just as a color example, when I started, I finally implemented a budget for me personally, which is embarrassing to th say that I'm 44 and, and really uh, two years ago is the first time I implemented an actual budget. But I finally did one and I use a service called You Need a Budget, which is YNAB.com. It's excellent. It's, it's like a hundred bucks a year. So it's absolutely worth it. But it doesn't do everything for you. It does most things for you. And so I thought, oh gosh, now I'm going to have to spend time every single day looking at my budget. And they said, no, it takes about 30 seconds a day once you get it set up. And I went, oh, I got, but now I have a structure. So every morning, I mean, I'm the guy that never had a budget. I look at it. I just go, okay, everything looks good. Just like Chris said, I look under the hood. I make sure my finances are in reasonable shape. And, and then I go, okay. And I, and I check it off the list and I check it the next day. If I didn't do that, I would have no idea what I was spending, what I was earning, um, you know, what my net, uh, you know, investments and savings were for the month. And, um, um, this is just, it's just dramatically improved my life. And 
at first I'm not uh, a naturally a finance guy. So I, I thought, oh, this is this is a big arduous task. It really wasn't. And and we're really talking about the same thing is, is just looking under the hood, make sure you know what's going on with your systems mm-hmm. and looking for inefficiencies. Um, I, I'll give you a personal example for me. We have uh, this, this actually isn't an inefficiency for me because I've, I've identified it as about one of the most important things I can do. Now it's easy for me because I sit at a desk all day. I'm not out there running around like, like realtors do. Um, but whenever I'm a recruiter, so I recruit real estate agents, whenever somebody fills out a form on one of our websites to say, I, to raise their hand and say, I'm interested in learning more about your company. Um, I do not let more than about five minutes go by. Now, if it's 11 at night, I'll be sleeping. But if it's during a regular day, I do not let more than five minutes go by unless I'm doing a show like this um, before responding. And you would think, well, of course. I can, I've been doing this for 11 years. I cannot tell you how many people who are agents who raise their hand and go, I want to, I'm interested in maybe going to work at XYZ firm go, you know, DJ, you're the only one that got back to me. And not just five minutes later, I sent out five requests two days ago and I, you're the only one that got back to me. And I'm like, that is shocking to me, but that just means somebody's not in charge. Their, their systems are inefficient and they haven't solved that problem. And they're losing business because I respond faster. Totally. Totally. I mean, it is honestly, it's like a, it's a punch in the stomach when you are a, a real estate agent and you discover that I mean, like, honestly, it gets me worked up just thinking about it because as an example, in my local market, the average transaction is a little bit more than $300,000. So let's just say the, you know, typical, you know, sell side commissions, 3% on that. So we're talking nine grand for every transaction. It is, it is just a punch in the stomach to realize, to look under the hood and realize like, I just, if, if I hadn't, if I had looked here two weeks ago, three weeks ago, there were three transactions I could have picked up um, in the next three months. We're talking about $27,000 that is going to be in somebody else's pocket because I couldn't take five minutes a day to look at how the systems were working. Here's a great example of this. Um, I I loved your example of of the budget here. This is a, a place that I have found for agents specifically when it comes to paid lead generation, Zillow is the example that comes to mind right now. Zillow can pump out a whole bunch of leads to you, but those leads are worthless if you're not following up effectively with them. So whenever I've got uh, an agent that I'm working with that does paid lead generation through Zillow, the second thing we do is we talk about how much they're spending on Zillow. The first thing we do is we talk about what their process is for following up with their Zillow leads. I wanna know exactly what the agent does, what an automated service does, what their assistant does. Tell me what happens in that system. Um, and we ultimately, we, we just draw it on a piece of paper. What is the system follow-up here? What is the machine just for your Zillow follow-up? Because each of your systems has their own little machine and then they all kind of plug together to make the whole machine. But you can pull out one system at a time and you can look at it and say, okay, this is what we do for Zillow follow-up. If that machine isn't working, the problem isn't the leads. The problem is you. And it's so often that is the case. Like the problem isn't, isn't your social media. The problem is you. The problem isn't your email marketing. The problem is you. The systems aren't, are, are, the, are where the flaw is, not the strategy. And that's kind of a tough pill to swallow. 
But the luck, the good thing is, just like your budget, once you get into it, it just takes five minutes a day. It's going to take you a little bit to get set up, to get into that mindset. But once you're in there, five minutes a day, I mean, easy. Totally easy. And, and the, you know, if you think about like back to the example of the woman who said, you know, I lost this deal to a friend uh, who chose another realtor. Um, yeah, like we said earlier, obviously you're not going to get every one of your your friends to use you. But if you could lay your head on the pillow, even though you lost that transaction and said, well, you know what? I contacted that person 12 times in the last six months in various forms. You know, maybe you keep track of it in your CRM. I, you know, I sent some texts. I, I called. I, I checked in on them. I sent yeah. some, did some social media posts. Um, I did a, a reasonably good effort to stay in touch. And you know what? You can't win them all. You're going to feel a lot better. It won't feel as much as a gut punch as if, Ooh, I kind of dropped the ball on that one. That was on me. Um, you want to minimize the self-inflicted wounds as much as possible. And look, we all, nobody's perfect. We're, we all struggle and nobody's life is in balance. Everyone's imbalanced. But if you can just structure, as Chris said, the most important part of your business, past clients, sphere of influence, people you know, who know, like, and trust mm -hmm. you. Those are your gold. Those are the gold people. And you need to take such good care of them. You almost need to treat them like you treat your family or at least the family members you like, because those are the people that are going to be your advocates. Not only are they going to use you themselves, they're going to tell other, other people about you. And yeah. because if you think about the, I just want to make one, one last point about the consumer. So I, I'm a consumer, right? I, I I'm, I'm technically a realtor, except I don't use my license. So the last thing I wanted to do in this process of where I just bought a, a place, um, I didn't want to go look for a realtor and I'm in the business, so I wouldn't have had to, but oh my God, it's stressful enough just finding a property. The last thing I would want to do is interview five different realtors or three different realtors. Even I want to just go, who do I know who's good? Or if I don't know anyone, I'm going to ask my friend, who did you use? Were they good? I don't, people don't really want to interview. I mean, some do, but most don't want to interview realtors. They just want to go with somebody they know, like, and trust. And so you already have people like that in your, in your database. Don't, yeah. don't forget about them. Totally. Totally. And you know, to kind of bring this together, we could talk about the important systems, the important, the important things you need to set aside time for ad nauseum. Like there are, there are so many things we could talk about, but I do think it's important to kind of bring this together to say, I don't know if you've kind of caught up the theme of the two things that I mentioned, but I said, you got to set aside time every day, set aside yeah. an hour for the sphere, set of set aside five or 10 minutes for those systems. If you pick the five things that are moving your business forward, whether it's paid lead gen, whether it's email marketing, whether it's sphere of influence, who knows? Everyone's business is a little bit different. Sure. But I bet you you could pick the five things that are moving your business forward. If you picked those five things and you said, I'm going to set aside time every day or every week to handle this, you're going to start to realize you're like, oh, I got to set aside a lot of time. Real estate is not about like, <laughs> this is this is where people get disappointed in in this message for me but it's just the truth real estate is not a no alarm business people think they get a real estate license and they're like yeah i don't have to be in the office until i feel like it nobody's right. I don't, I don't, i'm not going to get in trouble for going in at 11 o'clock in the morning yeah you're right you're not going to get in trouble with anyone except for you because you got to pay the mortgage you got to pay right. the light bill this is not a, in, an, an industry. This isn't a job. This is not a career that you just don't set alarm clocks for. Maybe some people operate that way, but those people don't do a lot of business. Right. 
what I'm telling you is if, if you're setting aside time for five things, you got to start blocking out your time. You got to start creating a schedule for yourself. Now you get to be in charge of that schedule, which makes this process totally different than if your boss was, was, um, you know, forcing you to follow their schedule. You get to be in charge of how you're doing this. But if you're not setting aside that time, what ends up happening, and this is just a heartbreak, what ends up happening is at midnight on a Wednesday, you're like, oh, I haven't checked in on how my email marketing has gone in, in three weeks. I better right. get into this. And you open it up when you should be in, you should be in bed or you should be relaxing with your family or your friends. And then you're working until two o'clock in the morning because you're like, oh, I have not been setting aside time. And I just thought of this and this is an emergency. Right. And all of a sudden you're doing these things at times that's not productive for yourself. And so maybe one week you end up working 70 hours a week because you're like, oh, I got to catch up on all this stuff. And then you're totally burned out and you only go into the office once the next week. And all of a sudden you have no rhythm. You have no cadence. You have no time blocked out for these important things. Guys, I don't want to live like that. I know you don't want to live like that either. You want to have a life outside of real estate that you can depend on because that's what we're doing this for, right? So yep. figure out a way to set aside these times, protect that time, get invested into the strategies and into the systems that are moving your business forward. That way, you don't have those midnight moments. Nobody wants those. Those moments should be those moments should be so rare, should be saved for emergencies that like literally the house is on fire. Those are midnight moments. Other than that, email marketing is not a midnight moment. Yeah, it's structuring every part of your day, which sounds very constricting and confining and and sort of contrary to the, the nature of being a realtor. However, um, and of course, everything's going to be in flux. Everything's going to be moving and, and adjusting. But if you know, for example, the first hour of the day, you know, seven to eight, eight to nine, whatever that you're going to spend working on that sphere of influence, or maybe it's, I'm going to be replying to phone calls and emails or whatever those, Chris said, identify those five most important things, structure it so that as much as possible, those don't move. Those are set in stone in your calendar as best as you can. Um, then you're, you're going to minimize those midnight moments of, oh my God, I've, I haven't been checking X, Y, or Z uh, yeah. over you know the last month. It's, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's, it's doable. And if you ask the top performers in your market where they're going to be on Wednesday at three o'clock, they can tell you without even looking at their calendar. I asked a, a top producer once, I, I don't know if I've shared this with you before. It's such a, a simple thing. We'll say it to wrap up. Uh, one of the top producers here in Chicago, and when I say top producers, there's about 44,000 brokers or 45,000, I think now. Anyway, she's in the top 10 people uh, of producers. And I said, what do you think? Why do you think you're so much more successful than all these other agents? Do you think, are you more capable? Are you smarter? Or you, would you work harder? And she's like, I don't think any of those things are true. Um, she says, I certainly work hard. I'm certainly consider myself intelligent and, and I'm organized. Um, however, she goes, you know what? It's, this is going to sound so stupid. I, I, she was embarrassed to say it. She goes, I make sure that every single one of my clients gets called every single week. And I went, Okay, and and she went, no, that's it. Wow. <laughs> and I said, interesting. And then I thought, no, that's a system, that's a structure. And she said, DJ, you would be shocked. Most agents don't do that. And I said, mm -hmm. really? And she said, yep. 
And, and again, I'm sure she does a lot more than just that, but I thought what an interesting, small, simple idea. That's a system, that's a structure, and it's going to minimize her midnight moments of, oh my gosh, this listing hasn't, you know, haven't received a showing in, in two months. And I haven't really been staying in touch with a seller because I'm a little embarrassed. She just says, I just call everybody every week and say, here's what's going on. So yeah. just a quick little tip as, as you start to think about what are those activities for you, um, you know, you need to have that customer service policy in place for yourself. How often mm -hmm. are you communicating back to marketing? How often are you marketing? How often are you doing outreach? How often are you staying in touch with your sphere? Um, mm -hmm. What about, you know, handling client requests, customer service stuff in the middle of the day? What's your policy for that? Create one mm -hmm. and then see what happens in, in the next, you know, nine months that we have left here. Can't wait. Can't wait. Tons of tons of time left to be successful, guys. The year is just getting started. And if it's just starting for you right now, you've got you've got nine months. You've got nine months, more than that. You've got almost 10 months until the end of the year. Get after these goals. They're there. They're there. You set these goals for yourself. Everybody ended 2020 and they said, I'm going to do something big in 2021. This is your time. Don't be discouraged. Get after it right now. And everybody, uh, please visit also theclose.com because that is a great source of inspiration, motivation, and just great strategy and and and, and just strat strategic insight really on how to actually grow your business. So that when you go, you know, gosh, what what am I supposed to do with this particular task that I'm not totally sure? The Close probably has an article about it. So go to theclose.com. Um, also check out theclose.com's pro uh, subscription model, which gives you access to additional coaching, courses, um, and, and even additional content, premium content. And it's absolutely worth checking out. So go to theclose.com. Uh, once again, Chris, uh, we will say thank you for being on the show. You provide amazing uh, information to our listeners and viewers. We appreciate your participation. Um, and on behalf of everyone, of course, once again, we say thank you. And, and on behalf of Chris and myself to the audience uh, who continues to listen and watch and support our show, we also say thank you. And we will see everyone on the next episode. Thanks, Thanks Chris. guys. Have a good one.